Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Monetize LinkedIn. I'm very excited about today's guest. Some know her as the LinkedIn unicorn. Others know her as Ariel Lee. She's uh, sugar spice, stress-free advice, and that's what unicorns are made of. That's her headline on LinkedIn, and I think that's probably one of the most impactful headlines I've ever read, but uh, I love it, and I'm happy to have you here today. I appreciate it, Clint. I'm so excited to be here. Can't wait to be one of your first uh, interviewees, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going to go, you got to go big, so I'm starting off with all the heavy hitters. (laughs) Well, I don't know that I would be one of those heavy hitters, but um, excited to be here nonetheless. Awesome. Well, for those of y'all listening, uh, I've actually been following Ariel for quite a while. We, uh, I, I think I actually began posting a little bit before her, but I remember seeing her just gaining a ton of momentum and uh, have watched as I've uh, been on the sidelines for the past few months just take off. And I believe she's uh, about to cross 30,000 followers. Is that right? Um, I think I'm around 27,000, maybe 28 right now. Yeah, and that's crazy because I remember about this time last year, what were you at, like four or 5,000? I started 2021 with 2,500 followers. Wow. Weird. That's, that's crazy. So when did you, like, when did you actually start regularly, like, posting and putting out content? So I began. And um, I started LinkedIn like everybody else when they're, um, everything shut down during the pandemic and their employers like, go to LinkedIn and here's what you do. Um, but I sort of did it like where you're sharing articles and, and sending cold pitch DMs and stuff like that. So I did that um, for a little while in the summer of 2020. And then I think around October of 2020, sort of a light bulb went off like, oh, well, people aren't responding to this. and I don't understand why people don't want to talk to me, but the reason they didn't want to talk to me was because that message I was sending out was not me. Um, So I decided to show LinkedIn who Ariel would be showing up at a networking event in person. Um, And that's when my whole world kind of changed. Um, I had 450 connections in the summer of 2020. And then when I flipped that switch in October, started posting content, um, I never have and never will talk much about what I do for a living. It's always just been sort of general life experience, observation, whatever. Um, But yeah, I started regularly sharing content in October of 2020. Promised myself I was going to post every day. Um, About six months ago, I started taking weekends off. And that's not because weekends don't perform well on LinkedIn. It's because I expect a really high level of... um, What's the word for like en- engagement from myself? So I if if I put something out there, I'm going to be responding to the comments and um, going back and forth with people, and that was taking a little bit more time away from my family than I than I thought was healthy on the weekends. So I quit um, quit posting then. But yeah, got got really consistent in October of 2020. Gotcha. Yeah, man. Replying to all the comments, like when you first get started, it's so easy. But when you start getting some traction and if you're posting daily and you start having, you know, a hundred comments, like not including your replies. And then if you get a conversation going, as you know, many times in the comments, next thing you know, you're in like a, 
I feel like I've gotten to know people personally just from conversations and comments. Yes, absolutely. And I, I mean, that's, that's a hundred percent been my secret sauce is, is comments and whether it's on my stuff or other people's content. And, um, but it's, I tell everybody that it's easy for me to keep up with because I don't really think too hard about anything that I say. I'm a completely open book. I'm not going to sit and stress about, oh, how do I how do I phrase this or, or take 10 minutes to craft a perfectly polished reply? Um, that's just not me. I'm going to type my reply to a comment just like I was having a live conversation. And so it, it comes out really quickly. I type about 90 words per minute and um, move on to the next one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's I, I'm with you. That's the same strategy as is me. Uh, you know, if my my deal is I do everything from my phone, so I'll just voice text it. Now that leads to tons of grammatical errors, <laughs> but I can be pretty quick. <laughs> across, right? That's what matters. Yeah. Um, well, so let me ask you this. Um, you know, before we get into the, kind of the monetized stuff, I've and we we were talking about this before we started recording. I'll full disclosure there, but I think what's interesting is your style. Your style reminds me similar, kind of probably what I feel comfortable with, and that's really sharing a lot of your personality, um, a lot of yourself, a lot of like you said, you don't mention what you do. And typically, what I've seen, you're not out there trying to give business advice or be a guru. I mean. There's times, right, where you share stuff from your working world, um, but I've I've noticed the way you go about it is is different than what some people are teaching people to do. And I guess what have you found? Is it just you just were sharing yourself and your story, and and that's just what's worked? So I think there's two approaches, right? There are some people who start. Um, on a social media platform, particularly LinkedIn, with the intent to, like, air quotes, build an audience or um, brand themselves as a thought leader or something like that. Um, and that was never my thing. And it's still not. Um, my whole intent was always to have the maximum number of meaningful conversations and meaningful connections that I could. And so um, I don't care about being a thought leader. I think I think the people who say that you have to be highly targeted or um, niched or niched down or whatever, um, those people are trying to establish themselves as subject matter experts and um, you know really go to people in their space. Um, my thought process is that people do business with people. My business is super relationship-based. There's about a bazillion of people who do what I do on LinkedIn. Um, and so the only way that I'm going to get anywhere uh, is by being different and making sure that I put myself out there so that the people who resonate with me know where to find me. Um, and it, so it was just never important to me to establish myself as an expert in any one area. Um, the way that I see it is that you're... Again, you just, people want to get to know you and who's behind the monitor. Um, and so as long as you keep in mind sort of what's the point of sharing this so that there's some sort of tie-in or lesson so that everybody reading can benefit from what you're sharing. I'm not a big fan of posting just for the sake of, you know, I'm not just going to 
toss a selfie out there every day because I like the way I look that day. It, <laughs> it's got to be something that there's a reason that I'm sharing. Um, and sometimes that reason is entertainment. And I so that's kind of that's kind of been my thing. And that's kind of how I operate in real life. I'm, I'm the person that, you know, tries to uplift everybody around me and support the people in my, in my network, in my community. And, um, and so that's what's worked for me so far, not talking about any two or three content pillars or whatever, just sort of talking about whatever I feel like talking about. And it's worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, LinkedIn could use some entertainment, you know, something I read, I think, maybe this week that uh, someone I, I can't remember who it is right now on LinkedIn, but they were saying, and I actually thought this was a pretty good point that you should really have two purposes uh, with your content. And it's really either entertainment, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with business, but just something that's entertaining or funny or something that's informative or educational. Um, anything else can really just be noise and kind of blend in with, you know, everything else that's out there. And I think, uh, I think there's no shortage of entertainment with, uh, with your posts for sure. And I think it can be a combination. I mean, it's again, everybody's in different moods. Like I had a, a post pop in my head earlier today. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm really selfish with my ideas because I, I do try to post, um, daily Monday through Friday. And so if I get more than one good idea in a day, I, save that for another day. Um, and it's not like me at all, but it is a thought. It's something that occurred to me and something that I feel like is worth sharing. And so I'm going to share it, even though it's not like quote on brand. I'm not a big fan of people feeling like you got to craft some kind of perfect professional brand. I feel like you just need to be who you are and then the right people will come to you. If you're putting some kind of false image out there, then the wrong people are going to be attracted to you, and then you won't have solid business relationships. It'll just be a waste of time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 loving this conversation because I've been at a, a point. I was posting daily for quite a while, had some success, then didn't post, then got back on, was doing well, and then you start hearing kind of people say you should be doing this, you should be doing that, or you need to be talking about, why aren't you talking about sales leadership or why aren't you talking about, you know, breaking into tech or like you, like I'm supposed to be talking about one thing consistently and what it's led to is me not posting. So I'm really enjoying this conversation because it's kind of like getting me back to when I started posting and what I liked about posting because it's fun to, to, throw something out there entertaining and <laughs> and people like it and and I'm with you man the I used to tell people um uh, that would ask me about LinkedIn I would say the gold or the secret is in the comments like that's where the relationships are made um yeah that's where you can really get to know people for sure absolutely well so you started posting October of 2020 at what point did what what was like the first time you saw an opportunity come from it and and just so you know an opportunity can be can be job opportunity it could be consulting it could be inbound for your day job like what was the first time you really saw some type of monetary gain from your content so what's funny to me i'll have to um 
DM them a link to this podcast, but my very first LinkedIn client that I got was um, for my day job, which I can't talk about, but um, the it was not somebody that I'd built a super deep relationship with. It was not somebody that had been following me for a long time. I think it was probably about a month into my consistent posting and commenting um, and I had actually commented on a Gary Vaynerchuk post of all things, which I don't normally do. Like, I'm a believer. I'm there to build relationships. And Gary V is not going to want to be my best friend. Like, no matter how many times I comment on his stuff, he's not going to love me. But um, this person sent me a DM or a connection request and was just like, you know, hey, I noticed that you're a, a blank. I've been thinking about doing a couple of things. And um, I feel like I can trust somebody that follows Gary V. Wow. <laughs> Just like that, you know, of all the random things, right? So that was my first client um, off of LinkedIn. And then, and so I tell people all the time, I'm like, I, um, in the last year or so, I've got 40, give or take one or two um, clients from LinkedIn. Wow. And there are some people who like connect message me to reach out to ask about what I do because I don't I don't do outbound period ever um it makes me feel icky and luckily I don't have to so um there are some people that reach out right away and they have questions and we set up a zoom and then you know everything progresses and then there's a business relationship um and there are some people that you know are like bestest friends in the whole wide world and they are still not clients, which is fine. Like that's the, the progression is going to be different for everybody. And I have just always believed so strongly that if you show up every day and maintain the consistency, like I'm sure you've seen popping back on the platform after ghosting kind of for five months or so, as you're settling into your new job, it's like, it's a, it's a climb to get back up to where you were. Yeah. Um, and so if you if you show up consistently and you do the best you can to support the people around you, then those people are going to support you right back, whether it's business relationships or friendships or a combination of the two. It's just been a really, really powerful thing. Um, but, yeah, that first one was funny. That was a really random. <laughs> random. Hey, for the record, I have invited him on the show. I, and I hope he comes. Well, because well, he talks about LinkedIn a lot and you know, people sleeping on it. And I was like, man, what if I got him as the first guest, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, so I haven't, I, I've, you know, I've done like, I guess like the, the bad salesperson's amount of effort to get it, you know, like one, that was a pretty compelling message, I must yeah. say, but you know, one, one outbound message, you're not going to get Gary V with one outbound message. I'll have to, I'll look for mutual contacts. I'll go full court press once I get, maybe, maybe after this episode, it's going to blow up and we'll get so many downloads that he just can't deny. Can't resist it. No. There you go. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. And I'm sure we <laughs> do have some mutual connections because I've got quite a few um, mutuals with Gary. So hopefully they'll be able to do an introduction. <laughs> that would be crazy. Well, so outside of um, inbound for your day job, is there any other opportunities that's that's coming off your uh, LinkedIn content? Well, the biggest thing, and this is so funny um, because there's a very popular trend on LinkedIn where you take a side hustle and you make it a full-time hustle. Um, and I absolutely have zero interest in that. The, um, the, 
I'm a, a LinkedIn coach as a side hustle. Um, not something that like brings me joy or lights my fire or, you know, is ever anything I would want to take full time. It is literally, I got inundated with people like, can I pick your brain? How do you do this? How did you, you know, what's going on? Um, and so I just, I gave free advice for months and months and months, hopped on numerous Zooms and, and helped people that way. Um, and then finally that light bulb kind of went off that was like, you know what? People don't value free advice and you know that. So let's put, you know, a small paywall in it so that I'm protecting my time and my energy levels and the people feel like they have some skin in the game. Because if I'm just blurting out my beliefs for free now granted you'll get most of them if you pay attention to my content but <clears throat> but I think that uh so anyway that was those are the other opportunities that come as I, I do LinkedIn coaching I have a um it's about a 36 37 minute video that I sell um very simple I don't call it a course or anything like that because there's no no resources that go along with it it's just YouTube video um, that kind of talks about my strategy and, and what I do and why I do it and, and some what not to do. So that's my most popular thing because a lot of people reach out to me for one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, which is about 200 bucks an hour, I think. I think I have it set at 197 right now. And I'm like, listen, you don't need to give me $200. I can tell by your activity that you're not already doing the things that, you know, you're, you're wasting your money if you want to pay me this much. So here, give me 50 watch this video, and then come back in three months if you need the help. And so that's been, like, overwhelming. But I probably do five coaching sessions a month. It's not a lot at all because I just don't have that much time. But Yeah, that's, that's interesting to hear. I mean, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of people who do uh, LinkedIn coaching, but, like, in and in your defense, like, I, I myself used to have people reach out all the time to ask about, uh, LinkedIn and like super early, like one month in, and I'm like, uh, I don't, I, don't, no. I can't promise you that you can get the same That's results. Crazy though, my strategy has not changed since October of 2020. And honestly, I mean, we talked about I started out in uh January of 2021 with like 2,500 followers. My engagement right? Like my average view count, my average comments per post hasn't changed at all. And I used to be really proud of my like small but mighty network that I had this right. like intensely engaged following. Um, and just somewhere along the way, I've picked up a bunch of people that aren't as engaged, which is great. I'm appreciative of everybody. And I'm sure people will um, come into the fold at their own, their own pace or whatever. But my stats, my numbers have not changed at all since the very beginning of 2021. So that's, I said that to say the same thing. Like I was literally two months in when people were like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Teach me your ways. But now, is there anybody been anyone you've worked with that has come back and been like, Oh my gosh, this is, you know, impacting me in ways I didn't realize or getting promotions or anything at all? Probably my favorite would be um, Rob V, the PMP MVP. He's my like star student, but he's one of the few that um, it's Rob Valley, V-A-L-L-E. Um, but he's one of the few that actually takes the 
takes the advice, takes all the steps. There's an overwhelming amount of people out there that will toss $200 down the garbage can like you wouldn't believe. And so that's one of the reasons that I just had to start charging for it because I'm like, it upsets me if I give somebody free help and then they don't utilize it because my time is worth money. I don't, you know, so. Yeah. So that's part of the part of the reason. But yeah, definitely, Rob, he's he's a a star student. For sure. Nice. <laughs> so do you see and I'm just curious, like of the people who are reaching out to you um, for advice, like, is there any like maybe it's one thing, maybe it's two or three things that you see all of them aren't doing that could immediately start doing and it would it, uh, basically uh, like the low hanging fruit of how to start making improvements. Do you see a pattern of the same things people aren't doing that they should be doing? The low hanging fruit is always comments. That's what I meant. Like I can look at somebody's activity section and be like, okay, you don't, you don't need my in-depth help on how to create content or anything like that. You need to put yourself out there because it doesn't matter how you say or what you say or what time you post. None of that matters if people don't already sort of have a vested interest in who you are. And I think that by commenting and making yourself um, visible, that that's what the and I joke all the time. I'm like, I don't know if it's karma or the algorithm or some sort of weird combination of both. But the more comments you leave for other people, the more comments you get um, for yourself. So the more that you can put yourself out there and support the people around you. Second degree contacts is actually sort of my silver bullet. If you can find second degree content that you find, you know, engaging and intriguing and comment there. Because that's going to probably win you a couple new connections and people in your network that you might not have known otherwise. Get some profile views for you. Um, but comments are the secret every time. Yeah, so I agree like 100%. So if I think back and people are like, how did you, you know, I had that like first two months. I just got, I got lucky that I got traction quick. But I, the one thing that I know I could do, so I didn't have a job at a time. I scrapped applying. I went all in on LinkedIn and it was unhealthy. Like I would spend <laughs> writing my posts would take me less than five minutes. I do it as I think I don't even type it. I've, I voice do it, you know, see all the grammatical errors after I post it, <laughs> adjust it. But the amount of commenting I was doing on one replying to all my comments, but on everyone else's content, I was no joke putting, I just say 80 hours a week because anything more sounds like a crazy person. But if you ask my wife, like, I mean, it was really bad, but I was really all in and it worked. But I feel the same way, I think, because it didn't matter when I'd post. I almost felt like it was like, like algorithm karma. Yeah. Like I'm feeding it. I've never. So I don't really tell me people that, but I've never heard anyone else say that. Like everyone else has been these little kind of more, I, I guess you could say maybe a sophisticated or fancy answer, but I like your style, man. I, I, th <laughs> I think I mean, it's a lot. Like of I said, it's not scientific. I joke all the time because that video, I call it a LinkedIn strategy session. And it's like, I literally had no strategy whatsoever when I started. I just wanted to talk to people, period. Um, and 
put myself out there and it, it worked out. But it's funny you mention your wife because my husband was exactly the same way, like completely rolling his eyes. And But I feel, and this is what I say to people who seek out my advice and they're like, I just don't have an extra hour or two in my day. We all spend time on social media. There's just a difference between an intentional, productive use of social media time and a non-intentional scroll. Um, so I just replaced all of my unintentional time where I would scroll Facebook and maybe toss a couple likes out, but most often get irritated with how dumb most people were on Facebook. And, um, you know, I can scroll Instagram reels for three hours and just get completely sucked in. Uh, but I'm not forming relationships with any of those people. That's for dang sure. Yeah. Um, but I got my husband's buy-in on LinkedIn, which is funny. After like a year of it literally paying the mortgage, because it's the only way that I get new clients, that wasn't good enough to make him <laughs> feel like the LinkedIn thing was worth my time, right? But um, in October of 2021, I was invited to speak at a... Um, at a conference, it was actually the South Carolina Assisted Living Association conference. Um, and man, this assisted living people can party. That was a good time, but um, <laughs> it was it was in Charleston. It was a four day. You know, basically, I I gave them ninety minutes of my time talking about social selling and networking and LinkedIn, um, and they gave me a four day beach vacation. And so nice. ever since then, um, and two of my best friends got to come as well, Amy Lee and Wills and Ev Kelly Searle. If you're not following them, they are amazing humans. But um, so anyway, ever since then, my husband's been like, oh, okay, what, what you got going on on LinkedIn today? Like he's, he's bought <laughs> into it now since he got that, that beach vacation. <laughs> That's how you do it. Wine and dine the spouse as well. That's uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's well. So, I mean, you left that one off the list. That's a that's a form of monetization right there. Oh yeah, totally. I I didn't think about it because I didn't get paid, but yeah, four day beach vacation was definitely worth it, um, for sure. Yeah, Charleston, <laughs> nice area, super nice. Well, so as you look forward to you know, I guess twenty twenty two now and your LinkedIn strategy, if 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 you have one. Like it, do you, I guess what's kind of your overall take just on, um, where LinkedIn is going? Like, do you think now is still a good time to start putting out content? Um, and do you think the opportunity that was there a year ago is still there? So I'm a huge fan and I, I tell people this all day, every day in my day job too, but there's a Chinese proverb that says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So it's like, if if you haven't already done it, you can't just sit and say, oh, I'm too late, I'm, you know, whatever. I could have easily said that same thing because there are people bigger than me doing crazy things that started earlier. Um, so I, I will never say that it's too late to start building a meaningful network on LinkedIn. Um, as far as what's next for the platform, I wish I knew. I am really hopeful that they're going to make live streaming easier for us. I am not a techie person. Um, so the way LinkedIn does it where you have to log in to like StreamYard or Restream or whatever to do a live stream on your profile is kind of intimidating to me. Um, but I I don't know. I that's remains to be seen. Well so I have well 
two questions. One, and then, and then we'll wrap up. Um, so I asked you, you know, what you see that most people aren't doing that are early on, which is commenting. And do you have any advice? And then I don't know if you work with many people in this point who are maybe there at, let's say, five to 10,000 people. They're getting good engagement. They're, um, you know, they're, they're replying to all the comments. They're engaging with uh, other people's content. Like, do you have any advice for those that are not quite where you're at, but they're at least, they've at least got started? I think that five to 10,000 mark is where I see a lot of people fall off with engaging with others. Once people start to get some traction on their own stuff, um, and it happens to me, like, I'm not immune to it. If I have a, you know, two or 300 comment post, it's difficult for me to make time to go out and find other people um, to engage with, but you have to prioritize it. But I think that some people hit a certain point, whether it's of engagement or number of followers, that they sort of put themselves on a pedestal and feel like, okay, everybody will come to me now. Um, and I have dear friends who think that way. <laughs> like, Andy Foote <laughs> is one of the biggest LinkedIn geniuses of all time. He's, he's amazing. He's an incredible human. Uh, but he firmly believes he should never have to spend a single second scrolling his feed. And, um, and that's just his thing. But who would you feel, say? Andy Foote. F-O-O-T-E. Um, he's great. He's amazing. But he um, he doesn't feel like he needs to spend any time engaging with other people. And um, I just, it that's to me the only way to continue the growth. I feel like it'll be real easy to stagnate if you're not constantly bringing new people into your circle. Um, because there is a natural cycle. I look back at content I posted last year and people that were like really, really tight, good friends. We were commenting back and forth, talking all the time, and they've just fallen off the face of the planet. And that happens. That happens in life. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. And maybe someday I'll fall off the face of the planet too. You never, I mean, heck, you're one of them. Like you're somebody that I was used to seeing all yeah, day. Yeah, day. I'm one of those. <laughs> and then it, it, it happens, but so I think that you have to consistently be engaging um, with not only your community that already supports you, but new people, so that you can continue to grow, and um, so that when that cycle happens, you're not left with nothing. Yeah, sitting. That, that makes a ton of sense. And it, it does once you you're it's a great point. Once you get that five or ten thousand, when you when you start getting a lot of comments, it does become <laughs> quite consuming to even if you're only getting like fifty comments, but you want to reply to all of them and then if conversations start, yeah. um it's hard when you have a a job. Uh <laughs> specifically now like to your point anybody like i i I did to what you were saying earlier i'd cut out all social media other than linkedin because linkedin i felt like there was an roi facebook all it did is 100 percent pissed me off because of people's (laughs) polarizing you know differences um you know instagram you know waste of scrolling time twitter you know uh all in on linkedin so i think that's definitely you know, the right advice, everyone has time. I mean, you can make time just like working out, you know, you can, you can make time. Well, we're, so for those listening that don't want to be the authority and just want to be a little bit more of a, 
Yeah, because that speaks to some people, right? Some people are like, I want to build an audience. I want to be the authority. And some people don't. They want to they want to have some traction on LinkedIn. They do want to build things up, but they don't necessarily want to be, you know, the best person at selling you brown leather shoes on LinkedIn, you know, um, getting super specific, as they say. But is the best spot uh, just to reach out to you on LinkedIn or check out your profile? Do you have links in there? Yeah. So um, I do have a website, LinkedInAriel.com, but I don't do much with it. So really LinkedIn is the best place. Um, I tell people my biggest fear once my follower growth started is every single client that I have that reaches out to me is like, I've been wanting to talk to you for months or I was afraid you wouldn't reply or whatever. Um, and so I think that there are some people that have given um, given people a bad name once they get to a certain number of followers. Like I am 110% human, just like the rest of y'all. And so um, I joke all the time. I'm like, I'm the most responsive person ever. So just send a message. Um, I don't think I have open profile anymore because I quit paying for premium. So you do have to be connected with me to send a message. But um, I accept 99% of connection requests too. So as long as your history is not weird, there's some guys and I'm like, do they not know? But you, you can go in the activity section. It's like every single comment is kissy faces or roses. And I'm like, yeah, that person is not going to be my friend. But, um, but <laughs> no anyway, <creeps. laughs> no LinkedIn is, is absolutely the best place to, um, to get in touch with me. So. Awesome. Well, really appreciate you coming today. Uh, I know I learned some things I'm going to take away that are going to help me hopefully uh, get back, get back uh, where I need to be. And I'm sure the listeners will appreciate it as well. Awesome. I appreciate it, Clint. This was great.